Welcome to the Church Podcast, talking all things ministry to help you do church better. I'm your co-host, John Ronaldo, and I'm joined here by the wonderful and wise, wait, you called me that last week, Chris Wesley. <laughs> What's up, dude? <laughs> I'm not much, just, uh, you know, um, just enjoying life. I, you know, what can I say? It, it, it's fall. It's, it's hard to believe that it's September and that, um, yeah, we're, we're in the fall of 2020 and, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm speechless, man. I, there, there's no banter today. There's just, uh, let's jump right into this episode and talk about, uh, you know, selection and elections of parish councils and committees. Um, unless you, unless there's something you want to just chat about, but, um, no, no, we I, can go right into the topic here. Yeah. All right, to, to, all right. Today, we're going to go into that. Like, how do we choose members to be on our parish council and finance council? And quite honestly, this could be used, some of this stuff could be used with the subcommittee structure that we had talked about last week as well uh, on our podcast. But I think we need to be really intentional about how we choose folks to be part of, of the, the councils. Now, we, Chris, we had done an episode a while ago where we had titled it Electing versus Discerning Council Members. Uh, and, and we'll refer to that episode again, but I want to kind of delve into a little bit more detail because really we only took two models and really just compared and contrasted two. And I basically said, ah, I don't think we should be electing. I think we should be discerning. And so refer to that. Uh, we, we may recap some of that, but if, if you're interested in that, we'll put that on the show notes uh, for this episode of the podcast. Just go to churchpodcast.org and this will be episode 150 uh, and you'll see it there, but definitely check that out. But I want to go into to more detail. Now, Chris, let me just ask you a quick question. In your experience with councils, you know, and, and, and I know that you, you sometimes are involved and sometimes aren't, what's your sense in terms of how parishes are choosing council members at your own parish, some of the parishes that you're working with and coaching kind of what, what is the reality that you see out there? Uh, the reality is that um, I, I think, I think there's benefits and, and negatives to both sides. Um, but if I were to pick one in regards to uh, how council members are, are, you know, selected is that I would stay away from the election and go with a, a selection process. Um, and the reason is because um, while an election can create a little bit more, um, can, can bring people on that parish council who uh, can challenge the pastor, can challenge other members a little bit, you know, bring a little bit of diversity and everything like that. If there is not unity, if you're spending a whole year, especially when we talked about like term limits of three years or whatnot, um, if there's not that kind of cohesiveness, then it's going to just create so much more disruption and, and not enough progress. Um, the positive side of, of selecting people is that you can avoid that. I mean, it's not a perfect way of avoiding it, but you can definitely um, limit uh, how much that happens. Now, the challenging is uh, if the pastor or the members of parish council who are selecting new members, it could be very heavy on like, you know, uh, yes, pastor uh, people um, or people who are afraid to really challenge um, who that person is. So, um, you know, yeah, I, but I would lead more towards selection uh, just because, again, I think um, you would want that cohesiveness. And I think that's um, much more important that, and uh, can, can uh, create more progress than, uh, than, than the other way. So, 
Yeah. yeah. Good. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, I, I am in agreement. So let, let's talk about really what the makeup of a council should look like. First and foremost, and this is really a no brainer should go without saying, but as I heard a wise person say one time, the things that go without saying sometimes need to be said more often. Uh, but the parish council and the finance council needs to be truly representative of your parish. And, and, and this is where I think this is where a lot of people get stuck, right? If you are a multicultural parish, which many are, right? You need to have council members that, for instance, represent the multiculturalness of your parish, right? Uh, if you have all sorts of age demographics from young ones to young families to senior citizens, everything in between, well, the council needs to represent the age demographics of the reality, right? You know, uh, and what I find, Chris, is that oftentimes parish councils tend to, in some cases, in many cases, uh, tend to not be necessarily culturally representative of the community. Oftentimes what I find is, is the Latino community, if they have a strong Latino presence in their parish, the Latino community is not represented on the council member for one reason or another. That's, that's problematic, right? What I also find is that parish council members tend to skew older. Now, I understand why that's the case, right? Maybe they have more time to get involved, more wisdom, more experience, that's fine. And maybe that's a large portion of your parish, that's fine. But if you only have members of your council, for instance, that skew older, well, then you're missing a richness of, of a younger perspective that I think is required. Like, so for instance, if you're gonna make young families, for instance, a priority for your parish, which many parishes that I've worked with Chris do, well, do you have a young father or a young mother on the parish council that are helping you understand the realities of young families, right? You're nodding your head like, yes, of course we should, right? But again, I think it just needs to be said, right? So the parish council needs to be representative of the entire population of your parish. I think we did it. Did we do a podcast on this? I can't remember, but I wrote an article years ago uh, why every parish council should have a 24 year old on it, right? And maybe we did a podcast on that. I have to go back and look. I can't remember all the podcasts we've done at this point. I don't, I don't think we've done it. I know you and I have talked about that um, before, but I, I don't know if we've done an episode on it. But, um, you know, it, it, I, I think just as parish council, any any groups of leadership that you have in your parish should be a full representation of your community. If, if you're looking at your parish council and you have like a multicultural parish, right, or live in a multicultural area and everyone is just of the same, um, you know, uh, culture, either they're all white or Hispanic or black and, and yet the community around you is diverse, then you're not doing yourself service. If you have mostly men and not women, you're not doing yourself service. And I think, I think age uh, demographic, I mean, you said 24 year old. Um, I, I would even push, and, and even if it's just a, um, you know, a representative or, um, and, and I'd be willing to talk about this a little bit later, having a high school student on that parish council um, would be so beneficial um, because if you don't have diversity, um, if you, of age, culture, gender, whatever, then you're really doing yourself a disservice. And this goes back to election versus um, selection, right? 
you know, um, if you select in mind and not checking the box and saying, all right, all right, we need one, you know, uh, one person who's African American, one person who's Latino X, you know, one person who's a, a woman, a mom, you know, with who homeschools, you know, like if you just do that, then then you're doing yourself a disservice. But if you're in mind of saying like, okay, I do want quality, but at the same time, I know that quality comes from diversity, then that's where I think you're going to get your best bet of a of a highly functioning effective parish council. Yeah. So that's the argument right there for why we don't do elections, why we shouldn't do elections, because you're not going to get the representative, you know, body that you really need, right? You're not going to get an 18 year old high schooler who's a senior in high school, who's going to, to run quote unquote for a parish council. You're just not going to get that. Quite honestly, you're not going to get a young father like me, you know, who's busy, crazy with my young kids, to to go for that you know but you may need my voice but i'm not going to enter into election process and in the previous episode we talked about elections like sometimes you get the wrong people not only do you not get the full representation of your parish but you you sometimes tend to get people who are in it for power and influence as opposed to the mission of the church right you know those are the people who want to go after right sometimes sometimes the best people you should be inviting on your council are the ones that really don't want to be on the council. <laughs> well, and that's what I was going to say. You should be wary if someone is very anxious about being on parish council, you know, like, um, and, and not to say that um, you shouldn't elect them or select them, but someone who is very anxious, you need to ask that question why. And because if it's a power thing, it's not going to work out. If it's, uh, if it's because they just feel that, um, you know, that there's a voice that's lacking, that's another thing. But if it's a power thing, like that's what you want to avoid. And, and yeah, I agree with John. If there's a little bit of reluctance or hesitancy or like, oh, I didn't think I was qualified enough to do that. Um, then you, what, what's good about that is they're entering in with a humble heart. And, and, and that's what you want in leadership, right, is, is that humility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, so obviously we're going to lean towards really choosing folks, you know, and electing and discerning. But I think there's a couple things that I want to delve in deeper that we didn't do in the previous episode on electing versus discerning is what does that actually look like when we're trying to discern who should be on the council member, you know, on, on the parish council, the finance council, what does that actually look like? Well, first of all, I don't think it's just the responsibility of the pastor to choose these people. I think parish and finance council members need to be on the lookout for good people in the parish community who would be a good fit in those council roles. And quite honestly, even those subcommittees we talked about last week, I also think the staff needs to be aware of like who would be good fit for that. And you start surfacing names that, that that could be one of the agenda items, quite honestly, the parish council finance council is start surfacing names of folks that people are like, Oh, maybe we should consider them. Here's why and stuff like that. Right. And start having that conversation but looking at representation, but then also what are your needs, right? That you know, kind of big picture. I want to have people on my parish council that have specific strengths that we need that maybe are in line with our strategic priorities as a parish uh, or that I just lack as a pastor or I don't have on staff. So for instance, is there somebody, do I need somebody who has experience in communications and marketing? Most parishes probably do need somebody that has experience with that, right? You know, so who is in the professional field that's in that field that that's part of your parish that you want to invite, right? Those are the types of things. What are some of the strengths that, that you need moving forward? And that that's a conversation for, for discernment in terms of, of, of an agenda item for the parish council. But then I think when, when you 
are looking at some of these folks, like I actually do think that we need to have a quote unquote application process. Here's what I mean by that. Not a full like, you know, 20 page application process, but getting the basic information about these individuals, right? So, so say, say Chris, I'm on the parish council and, and, and we're discerning some folks and say, uh, hey, you know, Chris, we should invite Chris to be on it, right? Well, great. Well, let's give him the application, you know, one or two pages that has some basic information, right? Name, you know, the basic demographic information. And then what are their strengths and weaknesses, you know, and, and, and what do you think you would, would bring to the council, right? I think doing a short little application like that could be really, really helpful to kind of get some more information. Uh, but then I think they go on to the next step that before we say yes to inviting someone to start, you know, to be part of the council, I think they need to be interviewed, right? This goes back to what you're talking about earlier. Like, are they here for the power? Are they here for not? You know, but I think they need to be interviewed, right? And I think they need to be interviewed by two groups of people. One, I think they need to be interviewed by the pastor. This is minimally, right? Maybe there's more people, but the pastor for sure. And then I think there needs to be a, a, a group of two individuals from the parish council or the finance council who then do also an interview with them separately, right? So you're getting a couple different perspectives. You're getting the pastor's perspective and you're getting the parish council, the finance council member's perspective about how good of a fit that they are. And quite honestly, anybody in the parish council can be part of that interview team if they choose to. And it's not a formal interview in the sense that it's supposed to be intimidating. Maybe like a job interview is, is sometimes intimidating, but it's really about helping you know, surface the desire, the needs, the strengths that they have, you know, to kind of help us in that, that discernment invitation process that we're looking at. So I, I do think there needs to be an interview process by the pastor and then a couple members of the council who interview each individual who is interested. Yeah, and that might sound like a lot of work to people like, oh my gosh, you're telling us now that we have this elongated process to find new committee members. And, and the reality is you want to do the work now so you don't have to like, spend sideways energy resolving, you know, poor selections or poor elections, you know, a little bit later on. And it's the same principle with hiring a staff, right? You do your due diligence and interviewing and and making sure they're the right fit and that they have the qualities that you need. And it's going to help you as well. Um, I want to go back to just the gifts and everything like that. And I know, um, I think it was either in episode one or, or two of this series, you talked a little bit about um, the difference between a parish council and like a board, but I'm just curious to your thoughts on this. Um, one of the things, you know, I, I'm a part of a board for a nonprofit. And one of the things that I've always learned that's been beneficial for me um, as the chair of the board to have on that um, executive board is um, a dreamer, a doer, and a, do- a donor, right? A dreamer, a doer, and a donor. Someone who's going to help dream big, help me think outside the box. Um, and our executive director outside the box, someone who's going to get stuff done, right? Like if you're like, hey, we need someone to, you know, head up this committee, subcommittee or, you know, get help us with the interview process or, you know, right, uh, do the minutes. You want someone who does. And then a donor, someone who is going to um, not just themselves contribute towards the cause of the uh, nonprofit or in this case, the church, but someone who is going to be great at getting that kind of uh, fiscal support or, uh, you know, um, uh, tangible support that's needed um, moving forward. What are your thoughts? Is that also like um, a good way of thinking about that for parish council or is that something that's just more towards uh, um, uh, 
boards or um, uh, for non-for-profits. Or- no, I, I love that lens. I think that makes a whole lot of sense. Repeat it one more time, those three categories that you mentioned, just so we can re- really stick it in for folks. Sure. And again, if you want to add this to the masterclass at the Pair Success Group, you know, it's a freebie for Marathon Youth Ministry. But anyway, it's a doer, dreamer, and donor. You want someone who's going to dream big, right? Someone who's going to help think outside the box, you know, because if, if you're a pastor and you're listening to this and you're afraid to take those risks, right? Having someone challenge you on that is going to be key. Uh, you want a doer, right? Because if you're like me and you're always thinking and coming up with ideas, but never really following through on the execution of some of those things, you want someone who's going to take that ball, run it down the field, right? And then you want that donor, someone who's like, you know what? We don't have the resources to do this, right? This is going back to what you said a couple of times, John, right? That the money doesn't fuel uh, the vision. The vision fuels uh, the money. You want someone who's like, you know what? I love this vision and I know where and how we can financially make that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, lo- I think that's a great lens. I think that makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, now, now, going back to that, when you're discerning some of these folks, again, going back to the role of the pastor, the pastor, you said it earlier, don't just get a bunch of yes people, right? You, you can't have that. You need to have people who are going to think differently. And I think some, some prayer time is going to be required because there, uh, there's a lot of us, especially in ministry, that don't particularly like to be challenged or like conflict, right? Um, and, and I think we have to try to put that aside because, again, it goes back to ego that we talked about before. We got to put our ego aside and realize that it's not about me. It's about the mission of the church and the mission of what we're trying to do at the parish. And so a telltale sign of a good pastor, a good leader is someone who can handle criticism, can uh, take in multiple points of view, you know, and not be bothered or shut down, you know, by it and, and can actually like thrive on that. I think we need that. And that's why I think it's important that it's not just the pastor that interviews, but then you have a couple council members that interview. But again, when you think about timing, right, if you're, you're talking about three-year terms that we talked about in, a, in that previous episode, most terms are going to be like a July 1 through June 30th term. That's, that's typically how parishes operate, right? You know, so when you're, this is about in January is where you start to have the conversation at the parish council, like, okay, what is our, we have three or four people coming off the, the council here on June 30th. In January, let's start having the conversation. Let's start surfacing names. Let's start making sure our process is in place, you know, uh, so that we can start rolling with, start inviting folks to, to quote unquote apply and go through the interview process in the spring so that they're ready to be onboarded come July 1. And that needs to be part of the, the annual flow of the parish council uh, in terms of inviting new members and, and starting that process in January, maybe February. But that process starts then so that they're ready to go in July 1. So we need to think ahead a little bit in terms of our agenda and planning that in advance. But again, it's something that we would do every year because again, every year a third of the council is termed out right their term ends and so every year we need to be going through this process as um so that we're having a full representation of the parish council each year well that's good too because you can become more effective at it right the first couple times that you set up the system it's going to be a little clunky because you're figuring it out um but the other thing to take um you know to to be uh to take um solison is the fact that it's only a couple people, right? You're not doing the whole parish council all over again. It's just a few people. And, um, you know, just going back to like why I prefer also the selection process over the election process 
is if you're a pastor and you're, I wouldn't say at odds with your parish, but your parish elects people that you are like, you know, have red flags or not like, then you have to address that somehow. And I've seen parishes where they've elected people on parish council who um, are just, you know, there for the wrong reasons. And because they have an election process, it leaves the pastor kind of powerless. Or if he decides that he can then like, um, you know, knock down a, a nomination or whatnot, then it puts him in a bad light, especially if other people do enjoy. So you want to, um, I guess the more that we're going with this, I would say my best advice is stay away from the election process. Well, the election process is going to be a lot more work than, than what we're outlining here in terms of a discernment process too. So, so what do you think about the biblical approach though of casting lots? I mean, you know, it seemed to work well for the uh, apostles, you know, when uh, they had to replace uh, Judas's position. Um, you know, uh, I mean, Grant, they only had to select through two people, but casting lots seems like a good choice. What are your thoughts on that? I don't have enough data to make a determination whether casting lots is actually effective or not. So I'm going to defer until I get more data. John, you should know topic. this. You live in <laughs> Vegas. All right. You live in Vegas where like people are rolling dice all the time, you know, go down and talk to someone who is uh, running the table and just say like, Hey, what are the odds on this? Like, is it favorable? Is it not like, you know, so my money is on seven. It's just, that's all you need to know. Right. It's on seven. All I have to say is in this situation, the house doesn't always win. So no, there you go. But, it, but that's anyway. true. <laughs> All right. So anything else we need to know about the election process um, or selection process or um, in regards to forming committees? Is there like, uh, so there's an interview process. Um, there's, um, you know, different gifts and talents we want to look out for. What else would you add to, um, to this episode in regards to helping people in the building up of their parish council? Well, two last things I would say. I think it's good to uh, post it on, say, your bulletin and website that, that you're open to folks because you want, you want people to also, quote unquote, apply or have interest that you as a council may not be thinking of, right? So I think you need to publish it as well, right? So, you know, it, because oftentimes the parish council doesn't know everybody in the parish, right? And there may be somebody who's like looking at that and interested and like, well, that's interesting. I think my gifts lie and, and might put their name in the hat and the parish council and the pastor would have never thought of that. So I think you also need to publish this. So it's not just inviting folks, right? And discerning from the parish council and the stat and the, and the pastor, but also being open to some 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 dark horse coming in that you weren't aware of you know based because you put it on the website you put it on the bulletin maybe you made an announcement you know so that people are aware of that the other reason i think it's good to have an announcement is i think the whole parish should know kind of how the parish council structures work and so i don't think there's any problem with with putting that out there what i would stay away from is depending on your pulpit announcement or your bulletin announcements or website announcements to surface all the people I think it's both end, right? Let it surface people, but then you guys as a council are also discerning folks. So, so I would say that, and one last note, um, when you have the new council members, you need to have a parish council or finance council orientation for all the new people. 
you got to create that. Uh, and what that looks like could be very different. There's lots of ways of doing that. But I think you need to have an orientation. They need to understand what they're getting themselves into, how the parish council actually functions. And that's the purpose of an orientation. Uh, and so you need to, to have an orientation and you need to have it every year, especially if you're having people roll off and roll on every year. Uh, and, and again, those are things that we're going to delve in a little bit more when we do the masterclass starting in October. Yeah, you know, and that's good. And um, something that I've seen in councils and even going back to boards that have been pretty good is if you have someone who's interested, they come and shadow um, a meeting and get a feel for the chemistry. So it's not just you deciding if this person's a good fit, but this person also deciding whether or not they want to be a part of it. Because to tell you the truth, I would hate to jump into a parish council and then realize it's highly dysfunctional. And then, um, and, or even if it's not highly dysfunctional and just be like, you know what? My gifts and talents like are great, um, but they're not what you guys need right now. And being able to do that as well. Um, I think the more time, and just my point with that is the more time you take to discern it is key, is important as well. All right, so John, I mentioned it before, and I do feel passionately about this, and, and people could probably guess one way, but uh, let's go with young people on the parish council, um, like having a youth representative. And when I say youth representative, I, I don't mean like someone in their 20s. I mean someone in their like teens um thoughts on that uh where where do you sit on that how, how have you seen it done well or not done well um when it comes to having a high school representative on parish council yeah yes absolutely i think you should have it i don't think though that that individual is going to fall into the normal structure in terms of term limits and things like that just given the fluidity of, of, of high school and what that reality is. But I think you should have a spot on your council for uh, a young person to, to have that voice. And I think you work, if you have a youth ministry director, you work with the youth ministry director as a pastor and, and maybe the chair of the council to choose who that is, um, you know, and, and invite them. And maybe it's a one year term, you know, depending on what year they are. If they're a senior, you know, maybe it's just one year, but if they're a junior, maybe you can do two years. But I think realistically, it's that's invitation. You don't necessarily expect them to go through the full like application process, but you should absolutely still interview them. Um, but again, I don't think they would fall into the terms to term limit just because of the fluidity of that age group. I don't think you could do that. Um, I think, you know, have one year renewable makes sense for, for high school students, uh, depending on where they're at in life. And, and, and the reason I think it's good, not only does the parish council need to hear that perspective. All right. But I also think we need to model what leadership in the church looks like to young people too, right? To have young people be exposed to a parish council, a finance council structure, something that they may know nothing about. Like, oh, this is how it functions. It opens their eyes to what leadership in the church looks like. Uh, I, think it's a, I think it's great formation for young people and, and it's going to benefit both the council and the young person. So absolutely. But I think it's going to be tweaked a little bit. I don't think they fall into the normal parish council structure that we've been talking about. Yeah, I, and I would agree with that. Um, I see kind of like a two-year uh, term limit, junior and senior year, you know, in that regards. And um, uh, the vision that I have for this, and I would love to know if any parishes uh, out there have this. Um, I've been trying to establish this at the parish that I'm at. Um, but is that you have, um, you have at least, I'm open to the idea of even two high school students, but um, one junior, one senior. And what you do is you also have someone on that parish council who is, um, who is mentoring them along the process. 
Um, so it's not just them coming to the, the parish council meetings and, you know, participating or being a fly on the wall and, and, and observing, but that there's someone there coaching them and mentoring them and accompanying them to understand the different intricacies, right? And also empowering them to, to speak up a little bit because hopefully your parish council is inviting them to speak. But even if, um, even if they're not, it, it doesn't mean that they're like um, pre preventing it, but um, someone needs to encourage young people to like share their thoughts or their opinions. And so having that mentor or that, um, that uh, uh, person that um, they can apprentice would be key in the formation of that. And uh, again, going back to the point you made, it's not so much what the young person will contribute to parish council as much as what you're doing in planting seeds and that when that young person graduates high school, and heads off to college and maybe moves away to a different parish, they then can bring in experience and benefit another parish along those ways. And that's simple youth ministry right there that you can do. Yep. It's apprentice-based formation, right? Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it is. It's putting them, putting them in into leadership, right? It's the idea that your parish is the curriculum. Yep. Love it. And, it and just think how much... Just think how much like stuff like canon law they're going to learn about and just uh, different like, um, you know, things about that, uh, that aren't always taught in, in regular formation. You know, they're, they're just going to learn a lot deeper and you are creating disciples, uh, future uh, disciples that are going to just uh, take the world on fire. So that's just my little, my, my little input, my thought about uh, youth. I, I was nodding my head a lot. Yep. Agree, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have a parish with high school students who are actively on that parish council, I'd love for you to let me know because uh, I just want to applaud you and I'll send you a free hat. So there you go for Marathon Youth Ministry. There you go. Good stuff. I love it. Well, again, I'm excited about this masterclass that we'll be doing October 20th. So check it out, parishsuccessgroup.com. All the details will be there. Uh, so if you're interested on that more, if you have some questions about it, don't uh, hesitate to reach out to me. All my information is at parishsuccessgroup.com. You can, of course, connect with me on Twitter at John Ronaldo. Just uh, one question about the uh, masterclass. Uh, do I have to be a pastor to be a part of that masterclass? No, actually, we're gearing it towards certainly pastors, parish administrators, business managers who are involved, and we're actually gearing it towards council members themselves. So we're actually inviting council members, parish council, finance council members to be part of this as well. So it's not just for parish staff or clergy, but also council members, because uh, you know, if, if you as a pastor are listening to this and you want to attend the master class, how much more powerful would it be if you brought the chair of your parish council and finance council to join you on, on this. And then you, you all come away equipped with this and you can really run with it more. So really the more the merrier for, for the parish, but yeah, that's who it's geared towards. There's no reason that other pastoral staff members wouldn't be a part of this because again, a good functioning pastoral council and the subcommittee structure we talked about has to engage the parish staff. Uh, and so I would highly encourage the parish staff to be part of it as well. And if you've never been a part of a masterclass before, it's just a great way of, of learning something. It's quick, it's intensive, and it's hands-on. So definitely, uh, I, I encourage you to check this out. Um, it sounds like it's going to be very exciting. Um, so yeah, if you want to connect with John, go to parishsuccessgroup.com or uh, find him on Twitter. He's always tweeting. 
He's always there. Um, if you want to find me, go to MarathonYouthMinistry.com or uh, all things Marathon Youth Ministry on social media. Um, and uh, if you want to reach out to both of us, go to thechurchpodcast.org. And if you have a question or you want something shared on the podcast, go questions at thechurchpodcast.org. Shoot us an email at questions at thechurchpodcast.org. And we would love for you to uh, share with us your opinion, especially a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere this podcast can be heard. And feel free to share this episode and any other with your friends, family members, parish council members, uh, you know, anyone you think who would benefit from this content. Uh, John, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. And we're looking forward to that masterclass. And let's close in prayer. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much for um, surrounding us with wise counsel, surrounding us with men and women, Lord, who, um, who can make us sharper, can um, lead us closer to the vision that you've placed on our hearts and our minds. And God, I want to pray for uh, all the men and women who are a part of Parish Council, that you continue to send your spirit, that you continue to lift them up and, um, and be that accountability, that encouragement, um, that support that our, our pastors, our priests need. Um, God, thank you so much for uh, blessing us with the church. Continue to walk with us. In your name we pray. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit.